all the way from Worcester in the Western Cape. Oh, my word. You know, our scouting is we're not used to anything. We're always jealous when we speak to anyone who goes Cape-wise. It's like... <laughs> They've got something we don't. So today we're going to get to know Shanae, who has got a new single called Who Am I? Shanae, how are you doing? Hi, I'm well, thank you. Yes. Okay, introduce yourself. If you had to tell a South Africa and maybe someone who's never, ever met you, don't know your personality, don't know what you're doing for a living, who's Shanae? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Um, I was born in South Africa, and I've always been in the arts um creating anything with my hands. Um, I've always had a passion for music. Uh, yeah, and then I was brought up in church. My, my parents are pastors, and I've always had a love for for the Lord. Um, yeah, I guess I would summarize Sinead. <laughs> um, okay. Myself, yes. If you're saying arts, mm. anything arty, do you mean creative, not only necessarily singing or about drawing and painting and that kind of thing as well? Yes, I um yeah, I do freelance art. So I have my own art company. And then I do paintings, drawing sketches, workshops for like um people in the community. I try to help in that way as well. So lockdown nothing it didn't influence you at all cuz you could just keep on doing your stuff. No, I I was living on a farm so I was painting outside every day, writing songs, being artsy. Yeah. <gasps> living on a farm is that for your parents' day? Um, that's where they stay, but I also live on at another person's farm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you say you grew up in a pastor's house, that's always interesting. We we like to find the stories because I think sometimes it can be even harder for pastors' kids to really decide what they actually believe themselves because it's expected yeah. of you to know and to believe the same as your parents do. So when did the penny drop that Jesus is real? that what you grew up in was the actual truth? I think that a lot of times, um, because it has to be a personal revelation for, for anyone. Um, and, you know, it's it's amazing growing up in, in ministry with, you know, people um, worshipping all around you and all of that. Um, for me, it was like, it was a lifestyle. So I was so used to it. But um, when I went to a conference um, in East London, I had like an encounter with God. And for me, at the age of 14, that changed my life um, where I realized, whoa, this is like it's real for me personally, um, not just in a, oh, this is my life. It's, it's more like it was, yeah, it was so personal for me that, that it changed everything. What do you yeah. mean an encounter with God? I mean, it's, it's like a term we know in Christianity, but what did it mean for you? Um, for me, it was just um, feeling so loved, um, just standing there worshiping God and realizing that, like, He loves me, that He, he wants to use me. Um, and I think it was just, it was just like, it's not like you, like, I didn't see God or, you know, because, I don't know, everyone's got their own story, you know, or, or own version of it. But it's like, um, yeah, it's like you you experience his love. And it's this, it's it's not even, you can't even explain it. Um, but it's something so overwhelming and real 
um, I think anyone would be changed by that kind of love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Praise and worship sometimes. It's nice to be there on stage and you do the worship thing and you get off stage and life goes on. But to be part of projects in your community, to me, that's more where the tech eats the road, you know, where, where you actually get to give of yourself to someone who can't give back. So how do you get involved at Avian Park in Worcester? So there's a pastor from a mission organization in Worcester and um, being connected with the churches here, I just started getting involved um, and yeah, I just helped whenever I could. And then I think it's just, yeah, from one thing led to another. So also just um, worshiping at, ch- at the schools um, on the, in the mornings when they have assembly sometimes, um, yeah, and helping in any way. This feeding project, because it's one of the the harder lessons to learn, is that you not being so amazing when you you know when you're part of something like that, giving to the poor, and that sometimes the way people give to the poor is is very much from a place of I'm better than you. I'm now being so holy, <laughs> arriving to bless you, but you sort of lose all credibility the moment they realize that it's not done from a place of humility um, and that yeah. you're serving from the top instead of serving from the bottom. Are there a few lessons, hard-learned lessons, that while you're serving, you get to learn while you're doing it? Definitely. I, I think that, like you, um, like, like you say, you need to go in with that humility because um, I think you, you realize to yourself, um, especially during like lockdown for me, it, it was like quite a revelation that, we're all humans. We're all like the same, you know, like, you know, fame or money or whatever. At the end of the day, we're all going to stand in heaven before God one day. Um, and just like having that humility changes you. And I think if, if you, if you go into it with that, um, you know, you think you're helping the people, but often like they have nothing, but yet they'll just, they'll want to like give you everything. And it's so beautiful. That for me changes, changes me. definitely. Mm. It's given mm. to the poor to be rich in faith. That's what James says. Yeah. Now, I, if there's one yeah. thing that keeps you humble, it's life. <laughs> life hits you. <laughs> so I'm wondering, has your faith ever been challenged where stuff goes south and you have to really decide whether this, what you believe is true when it doesn't, when it's not easy? Definitely. I definitely, I think everyone goes through something in life where it's not as rainbows and butterflies. It's a little more real. Um, I, I think that, yeah, there's been like personal challenges. Um, and you know, like sometimes I think that the biggest question people ask is like, but, but why, why God, why do people suffer in the world? Um, especially those closest to us. Um, and like, I think realizing that regardless of what's going on, God is good and just standing on that truth. That's kind of what got me through my times of challenges um, with, with that. Um, and just realizing that, yeah, he'll, he'll always be my God. He'll always love me. That's not easy. I mean, it's not easy to, when you don't understand, still put your faith in the fact that God, when he says he's love and when he says he's faithful, but you don't see the evidence in front of you, to still hold on mm. to that, I mean, that's exactly what faith is. So what, what made it possible for you to, to stick to what you believe, to, to say, God, I believe you, um, 
I mean, that's growing <laughs> up and you, you grow up by not being there and then ending up there. Yes, it's true. I think it's just, it's, it's, it's a process because it's not like, you know, when you're, when you're going through a challenging time or you receive some bad news or something, you, you have real emotions. And um, to kind of find God in that place, I, I wrote this one song, um, which is called All I Do. And um, in the song, it says, um, I can't fix me no more. Um, so find me here. And basically, I, I came to my own revelation, like, you know, in my brokenness and in my bad times during life, I, I've had some of the best prayers or times with God um, because I'm so weak and I realize I need him. I need God. Um, so it's it's not that it's like it just fixes, but I think it's realizing um realizing the humanness of who I am and the greatness of who God is. Is your music a way for you to sort of comprehend and sort out what you're thinking? Um, is, is it a way for you to, to interpret what you're going through when it's there on paper and at last there's a song there that, that you feel, okay, it's like a little bow tie to it. Okay, I've got this now. Yes, definitely. I, it's, it's like a, a way of journaling. It's like a process and then you can kind of put like a nice melody to it and everything. Um, yeah, I, I think because all of my songs um, have a story, like there's always something in them. Um, and often they come from an emotional place or a um, lesson learned or something. Um, so it's definitely, I, I don't even realize what I'm saying until I like go and reread my lyrics and I'm like, oh, wow, it actually makes sense. Um, so it is, it's definitely a way of process. Yeah. And, and how many of the songs you've ever written has come to a place where you think, okay, I can now show other people and share it with other people. If you have to take percentage-wise of each 10 songs that you write, how many do other people actually hear? Very little. <laughs> um, the ones that have been put out, like recorded and, and been played in front of people um, at gigs or something like that, um, you know, not a lot. I, 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 I have a lot of songs, um, but then some of them are very personal. So I, I kind of just keep them there. Um, and yeah. And I think it's also like some of them are just kind of not that great. So it's like, I, I <laughs> you know, you with anything you do, like take a hundred pictures and the one picture will be the best one or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I'm sure. <laughs> I see you want to reshape the way the public sees Christian artists. So how do you think the public sees Christian artists? I think that um, there there is a little bit of a um, like a worship perspective, and worship is beautiful. I'm, I'm also a worship leader, um, but I think that young people, especially like I, I want other young people I know to enjoy Christian music, to not have to listen to you know um, other other kinds of music when they're like want to have fun or, or driving and want to like listen to a lack of beat. Um, and I think that that is changing um, within the Christian uh, Christian world. But I think especially in South Africa, there's, there's not really a, a much of a market for that, especially within the English Christian gospel. So my, my, um, my desire is that that can get birthed in South Africa, that it can really take flame and just, 
yeah happen yeah that we mm-hmm. don't have to keep on listening to international artists that we i must say i must say with this whole lockdown with everything the amount of great standard of songs gospel songs that i'm talking about afrikaans and english that has been released mm-hmm. in comparison with in the past and i'm talking only gospel music um Yes. It's incredible the standard that how it jumped. Yes, we still get the mediocre stuff; they're still there. But yes. in the past, it's literally it was a standout thing. It was a one in a million that you'd get a really good song. And these days, we're getting one a week. Seriously, really, really wow. good quality stuff that's right there, comparable with any of the international stuff, production-wise, mixing-wise, all of it. So. Yes. You got you got a lot to be proud of, I must say. So, what's about yes. what about the woods of Sweden fascinates you? So, yes, um, there, there's this this lady called Jana Jinton. She's from Switzerland, I think. But I was so inspired when I saw her work. She's an artist and a singer and a like a crazy talented person. And she decided she's going to go sell everything and go live in the in the woods in Switzerland um, and just make art and, and, and enjoy nature. Um, so I, I, don't, I think with, with art, like there's, there's something for me that like when you, when you go set up your easel outside and it's beautiful and you're painting, it's, it's something so like romantic or poetic about it. Um, so I, I guess I'm a little bit of a hopeless romantic. So maybe it's <laughs> that whole picture in my mind. Maybe I've watched too many movies. Um, but yeah, something along those lines. I didn't uh, all. Although I must say those places are really, really expensive. The only reason she would stay in the woods is because she can't afford a house. It's too expensive in that exactly, place. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, we got to get to your song. Who am I? Okay, well, well that's a very important question to ask. Who am I? Yes, that is one of the questions. Because I think if you, um, once you have that identity, like knowing who you are, it, it changes so much. Like there's just something about, especially for as a, as a woman, like when you see a, a woman walking into a room with confidence or, or a man, there's just something about that knowledge of, of knowing who you are and knowing who you are in, in, in God. Um, so for me, like, because I wrote the song during the beginning of lockdown where, um, you know, it was, there was this, like, a like a heaviness about what, what is really important in life? What is it, what really matters? And that, that gave me the idea of the, the question of who am I? What is my purpose? Um, so yeah, I think it's just like knowing that and finding your identity in Jesus, um, that changes everything. Because from that, then you, you, you live a life so, so full. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. more people need to be asking that question. I think it's a question you'd avoid if you don't have a good answer for it. And if you, if you're a Christian, yeah, people don't let you ignore that question because it's so detrimental. Who am I yes. in this life? Okay, let's hear it in song form. Who am I? Shanae is our artist. And just after that, we've listened to the song. I'm going to give you her contact details, so don't go anywhere. <laughs> 